0: We're not heroes, it's just a podcast We're not heroes, we're doing this for fun We're not heroes, it's just a podcast
1: We're not heroes, what are you fucking dumb?
0: Good morning and welcome to Chatman and Robin. I'm Max Peterson. And I'm Bird. And I haven't put up 19 yet, but we're already recording 20.
1: Yay!
0: Uh, I mean, I guess we're gonna get a little bit ahead, which is nice.
2: Yeah, But for uh,
0: once. For once. I mean, we're we, still behind. I we mean. are, yeah. I The reason I haven't gotten, I mean, everyone will know when they hear 19, but the reason I haven't put 19 up yet at this point, it's Saturday right now, so it should have gone up on Wednesday. Wednesday. But the reason I haven't put that up yet is because of all the... I know it's popping over there, but, like, I'm watching my scopes on the screen, and I'm relatively oh, low. okay. But, um, maybe that maybe I'll pop. I don't know. We'll see how it sounds. We'll see. <laughs> but, uh, um, we've been packing a lot and, like, prepping, and I had to contact... A, I was gonna cut it and post it today, but I we had I had to contact all those sublease people, and then uh, I was so stressed out after that that I was like... I am like, stressed out of my head right now. I mean, I don't see what... I heard something interesting today about stress. As, uh, apparently, as human beings, our brains i don't i heard this on uh smodcast Mm. uh, they didn't cite a source but probably npr um because that's where scott mosher gets most of his stuff from but uh your human brains are designed to focus on the negative always it's a survival instinct interesting so like have you ever noticed when you're left alone with your thoughts and it's just you're totally straight you're not on any like stimulant no coffee no weed, mm-hmm. no anything if you're just sitting with your thoughts you'd never are just sitting there like man my life is so good i'm so cool everything i do is great <laughs> you sit there and you worry about whatever you need next bill you need to pay what you should be doing instead of sitting you focus on the negative and mm-hmm. apparently hmm.
1: on what, what they're
0: postulating now is that's because like back in the day if you were sitting idle in your cave If you just sat there like, huh, there's no food. (laughs) Or like, yeah, like there's not enough food for us to eat. Oh, well. Right on. Well, I guess there'll be, don't worry about it, guys. There'll be some food. Things are so great. Or if or if you were like, Oh my god, a massive go hungry a massive predator is on its way to eat us and you were and rather than be like oh my god it could eat us, it could kill us, like that fear of the other, mm-hmm. if rather than focusing on the negative aspects of that interaction, you were just like, What a beautiful, majestic creature <laughs> we would all be we would all be fucking dead. Mm. So that means our but that means our brains are wired to think negatively, to worry, to exist in like a state of panic. Hmm. Um so, yeah, after I heard that, I was sitting and I was thinking, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I remember back in college when you first met me, mm-hmm. one of your biggest complaints about me was that I was so chill. It was that nothing. Oh no,
2: my God, now you've swung like totally the other way. Like
0: nothing got to me ever. Like shit could just go like horribly sideways and I would just be like, it'll work itself out. It's fine. And it always did.
2: Well, you have the best luck of anyone that I know. <laughs>
0: I don't, I know, but like the other, but the thing, the thing that I'm thinking about is like, it, it, okay, it always worked out for me when I was so super relaxed and didn't care about anything, was just Mm -hmm. really chill and like doing my own thing. Everything always worked out for me. Now that I'm like super stressed out and hyper anxious and like always worrying about stuff, stuff still works out for me. So like. I don't know.
2: So why worry about it? Yeah, I'm trying to get my...
0: I've been working bit by bit, like, doing yoga, meditating, trying to, like, cognitively reframe. Anytime I get anxious, I'm like, what the fuck am I anxious about? Like, why am I freaking out? Like, dude, just just chill. Like, you don't have to go and do all of these bazillion things. Like, just do them when you're going to do them, and things will be okay. Mm -hmm. Because either way, things always work out in the end. You know, like, I've never been, (coughs) I've never been, like, (laughs) catastrophically... Homeless I've never had like super Horrific diseases or You know like so I don't know But I know you're really stressed About this whole situation I'm really I'm you know I was this morning But I don't know I listened to a few Podcasts I did some packing I folded Some laundry I read a bunch of comic Books and then I was after that Like after th- doing all that Fun stuff and mm-hmm. thinking about like Yeah it's, it's weird that my brain Always does go to the negative mm-hmm. When it's in a passive state I was just like, yeah, fuck that. Who wants to live their whole life, like no matter how good things are, you know, there's a biological trick that turns you into like a worrying, negative Nancy. Who wants to live their whole life anxious? Like if, okay, if find, you find a million dollars on the street tomorrow, right? Yay, a million dollars! Right there, but like, what would be your next thought? Like, we got to invest oh, it. We got to no. safeguard it. We got to. No,
2: I'd be like, oh no, somebody lost this. I'm gonna have to give it back. Fuck that.
0: Or like, okay, someone awards you a million dollars. Like, Yay. have you ever noticed that, like, even even really rich people are always worrying about shit? And like, there are people who have so much money that they'll never need to worry about money ever again. They just find new things to worry about because that's how their brains are wired. Which brings me to mind altering substances. This was a conversation we were just about to have in the bedroom, and you seemed super Mm -hmm. stoked about it, but now you have that face like, don't talk about drugs on our clean, family, friendly podcast. (laughs) Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Anywho, um, this kind of goes, that kind of dovetails into... Because while I was folding laundry today, I was watching a cool documentary on Netflix that everyone should check out. It's hosted by Joe Rogan, which I had no idea. He just like <laughs> pops up, and of course it was like it's it's a documentary about drugs. And I'm just I click click. It. It's about DMT. It's called DMT: The Spirit Molecule. But uh. I popped it up. Uh, Have
2: you Have we talked about this Before you and I Not the on the podcast Yeah That sounds really familiar To me for some reason uh,
0: I told you I wanted to Watch it with you But you never oh. really Expressed much interest So I just kind of Started watching it today It's really interesting Okay um, And the whole like The mentality The the, the straight mentality where your brain is totally unaltered and unaffected and mm-hmm. it, it, it ties into both like mind altering drugs and also meditation because mm-hmm. scott has been meditating lately scott mosher of mm-hmm. this podcast fame. and he does it to um he says to make his mind more present mm-hmm. because when your mind settles back into idle patterns where you don't have to think or experience new information mm-hmm. that's when you start focusing on negative things and worrying mm. and what meditation helps you to do is to constantly stay in the moment because you focus on your breathing which is something which is constantly occurring
1: mm-hmm. so you
0: can't think about other things or if you catch yourself thinking about other things you redirect your thoughts to the present to the now because if your mind's not idle you don't think you're not biologically tricked into being negative so that's that's his reason for doing it okay so this DMT documentary, DMT for those of you who don't know, and I think most of the people who listen to us probably do know, um, DMT is uh, NN dimethyl, oh, shit, I just looked it up. Anywho, it's, <laughs> it's di- I think it's dimethyltrypto, tri- tri- t- t- fuck. Anyway, basically what it is, is it's tryptophan, slightly altered. Tryptophan is in everything. Okay. They, they cover that like in the first three minutes of the documentary, they're like all, almost all plants are loaded with tryptophan Tryptophan is in humans, it's in animals It's like, it comes from our pineal gland In the middle of our brains So we also and All these plants also have the little Chemical compounds um, To make DMT Tryp- mm-hmm. Tryptophan's super simple But DMT is like also super simple it Takes like, boop, like a tiny little connection And you get a molecule which creates The most powerful Visual, auditory ho- Like complete body hallucination that exists, like DMT is apparently the most powerful, insane. So, how is it produced? Hallucinogen. Uh, it's it's like a basic. It's produced in your brain.
2: No, I mean like.
0: How do people make it? Yeah. Uh, they take it, they extract it from plants, and then uh, like you can make do it. They
2: synthesize it.
0: No, like the people in the Amazon can do it. You just like they make this tea called oh shit, I just look that up too. It's in my notebook. But they make what's basically a tea. It's called. A, ayahuasca um they make this tea called ayahuasca which is made from a plant they just basically Mm -hmm. like boil a plant and it infuses get high
1: as fuck well
0: no oh you'll see um there's there's like three ways three primary ways to do dmt you can inject it you can smoke it and when you do it those two ways which is how it's most popular in the west like the united states and stuff your high lasts about five minutes it's, like, super intense. It's, like, and you, like, go. The experience is pretty, everybody, just, it's, uh, to be brief, the experience is apparently, like, the classic alien abduction experience. Mm-hmm. You're, you can see, they are like, rapidly changing geometric shapes. You go, you're completely gone from reality. You're inside your own head. You, mm-hmm. This one guy just says that he, see, he saw a bright green city in the distance and the lights were pulsing, and when he turned to his right, he saw a woman... And the woman was adjusting the lights on the city, and they—he was like conversing with her. Grant Morrison and Joe Rogan also talk about DMT experiences where they like are seeing sentient beings of pure energy or pure light, Hmm. and they discuss things. Mm -hmm. Like this is the reason that a lot of people refer to this as the shaman drug, Mm -hmm. is because regardless of what it actually does, there's a lot of theories. Some people say it like allows you to perceive a new dimension. And you're talking with extra-dimensional beings. Mm-hmm. In actuality, a lot of other people believe that it just brings you to a deep place within yourself that you would never normally be able to access without mm-hmm. it. So what you're really doing is talking to yourself without ego, because DMT mm-hmm. is the ultimate ego crush. I think we've talked before about how psychedelics,
2: right, starting yeah. with
0: like pot, then mushrooms, then LSD, <coughs> um, those things all destroy the ego. Right. So DMT apparently is the farthest outlier of ego crushing. It you, you are erased,
2: and we don't mean ego like.
0: I mean a little uh, bit we do, but like the, like ego as in like self your identity yeah right? self importance and self identity. You're like you are gone. Like the you that matters, the mm-hmm. important you, it doesn't exist anymore. A friend of ours was telling me about it yesterday. That a couple times that he did DMT and he's mm-hmm. like, he's like it's crazy because it only lasted like three minutes because he was just they him and his friend did it together and they did like a teeny like tiny microgram or whatever like a fifth of a microgram on top of a bowl Mm -hmm. and just took that one hit you know and so a little bit of cannabis but the dmt as well
1: right
0: he said the high lasted three minutes and he's like and after that you are never really the same after that you Hmm. and i mean you i'm sure you know who i'm talking about but he's like yeah but he's like i mean before that I was a totally, I'm not like, it's not like, oh, it radically changed every single element or aspect of my life, Mm -hmm. but he's like, it, it was a game changer. I am definitely a different person now. You think about life and death in a totally different way. Interesting. You think about the world in a different way.
2: Mm -hmm. So what's the third method of...
0: You can drink, you can drink it, but it's the, the reason that that's not as, as common in the United States is because mostly because... Apparently according to this documentary A lot of people are afraid of doing it that way Why? When you ingest a drug Like for example when I smoke When I smoke pot Like when I take my one hit or whatever And then kind of like giggle And like it becomes super perceptive For I think it's like three hours Or something like that When I eat a pot cookie Or a pot piece of candy Or a pot Mm -hmm. brownie or whatever The experience is wildly intensified And Mm -hmm. much more protracted
1: it lasts a lot longer
0: because what happens is when you smoke something, it hits your lungs, and goes directly from your lungs into your bloodstream to your brain. So like okay. it's because you know your your blood uh, your your oxygenating blood through your lungs. Right. So that's how it gets there, and it's a quick high. And I mean, cannabis lasts a long time. Either way, it's like two. You can you can ex- really peak at about like an hour and a half to two hours after you smoke. You start feeling effects right away, but the peak is is a little bit delayed. But when you eat, totally different. Very – apparently it's different, the cannabis thing, because it's a different chemical reaction. But anyway, when you ingest – Interesting. When you ingest stuff through your stomach lining, you get it in smaller doses, right?
1: Mm. Which keeps it
0: constant in your system for longer. Mm -hmm. Because rather than being like dumping a bucket – and then you boom, you get the bucket and you're like wow and then the bucket all rinses out of your system i'm high
2: as fuck
0: yeah and then the bucket all or bucket of whatever you dumped in is all re- washed away mm-hmm. it's like slowly pouring a bucket into a stream so you have a more constant
2: mm-hmm.
0: a more constant but end- it's
2: not as intense
0: n- um it depends on how much you eat, really. Like I've eaten way too much before and just been like totally out of control. But
2: I guess I was thinking more DMT.
0: With the DMT, um, the documentary says, and <laughs> one of my one of my new life goals, for sure, is without a doubt, is to do DMT. I want to mm-hmm. try DMT, and I want to do ayahuasca, and which we'll get to in a second, which is amazing. But sounds cool. What they the problem is when you eat DMT. Right? Mm-hmm. It goes through everything you eat, goes through your liver. And your liver has these things called MAOs in them. And uh, ba- it's basically an enzyme. MAOs are an enzyme that breaks mm-hmm. down toxins. Sure. It breaks down DMT faster than the DMT can get into your bloodstream. So if you eat DMT, your liver destroys it and you don't get high at all. These people in the Amazon River Basin found that if you boil the plant, like plants that have high levels of DMT in them mm-hmm. or, or of tryptophan which becomes DMT through this chemical process of brewing and then they found another plant that is na- a natural MAO inhibitor it suppresses ah. those MAO enzymes so you drink it, you drink this tea this ayahuasca and you're drinking DMT but you're also drinking MAO inhibitors so when it hits your liver your MAO, the MAOs can't break down the DMT <clears throat> so you get that trip
2: it has
1: fun
0: now it's apparently like as powerful um ultimately as powerful as the dm the regular the smoking dmt experience Mm -hmm. where if you smoke dmt it's they call it the (laughs) drive-by shooting of psychedelics because it's so fast you don't really have an opportunity to explore the space Mm -hmm. and ask questions and analyze because Mm -hmm. you're just like And then there's crazy shapes and geometric Patterns and then there's shit is going On hyper intelligent beings like Unloading information on you and you're in A giant space You're some people experience it as outer space Some people experience it as cities but like you're in Some new area like that Is as real as this one but On a higher plane and you're Mm like what the And then it's done (laughs) So you're like whoa Right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: holy shit But um when you drink ayahuasca it's much slower apparently mm-hmm. they describe it as like it 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 takes you into the experience like gently mm-hmm. and sort like the they the way they describe it is the experience is almost like personified hmm. as like walking you through it and it can last like two to three hours but it's on like a super like for don't forget this isn't like acid where like you're seeing colors and shapes Mm -hmm. you check completely out of reality for like a long if you do this for like a long time um
2: what happens if you're in the middle of that and you have to pee
0: you probably piss (laughs) yourself but like i know i know indirectly i know two people who have been able somehow to try this Mm -hmm. neither of them do psychedelics anymore interesting after it, after taking ayahuasca they stopped they were like uh-uh
2: oh they did
0: they Iowa- drank the tea yeah they got okay. to drink the tea uh, uh, apparently you used to be able to get it in the states if as as part of a religious right mm-hmm. but then i think in like 1980s something early 1980s or, or late 70s mm-hmm. the government was um labeled it a controlled substance it said you couldn't have it said it wasn't allowed said it was um You know, like a band.
2: Dangerous. Exactly.
0: So like there used to be churches, like not church, I guess, yeah, churches where you could, where people would go and they would have these experiences, these massive, long protracted DMT experiences until the government shut it down. So now it's like, just like LSD and pot and Mm -hmm. DMT and, uh shrooms all hallucinogenic substances all entheogenic substances in the united states are banned i think with the exception the man of,
2: knows something wh- doesn't want us to is, know i don't
0: even know is salvia still legal but sal- the last i knew it's, yeah salvia is like a mild hallucin it's it's a it only
2: lasts seconds. like five minutes or something
0: it's quicker than that apparently it's like i heard i heard like one to two minutes oh, wow. at the, on the outside Because usually, and usually you smoke like super small amounts of it. Like when you see videos of people, have you seen the video? There's a dude on YouTube, go and look it up. He takes a giant bong rip of salvia and like laughs for like 30 seconds and then decides that he, it's time to stand up. He's going to stand, he stands up on the couch and like moves over, like kind of crab crawls and Mm -hmm. then falls out a second story window. (gasps) It was on what? It was, <laughs> it was on Tosh. Oh. he like cr- and it's i thought when when uh, my buddy described it i thought he had just fallen out the window mm-hmm. no he like
2: he intentionally
0: like no he's like attacking he's trying to get it looks i you got to figure he's trying to get out of the enclosed space he wants out in the air he wants out he's got to uh-huh. get out and he like is like attacking the window and then he just like whoop flies out of it and you're like what the fuck did <laughs> i just see it was on Tosh.0. Oh, it was really funny. It's a funny video. I'll show it to you later. But, Is um, he
2: okay or does he die at the bottom of that? <laughs> I, mean, like, I mean. Fall on spikes or
1: something.
0: I don't know who's got spikes just chilling in their backyard under their window, but uh, you know. It's like the worst home defense ever. You know, you're trying to escape from a fire and you fall on the spikes in the yard. You're like, quick, honey, out the window. Oh, shit. I forgot about the punji sticks.
2: Eh, it sounds like a, an Adams Family sort of thing. <laughs>
0: But, uh, but yeah, this, um, so the, one of the things that I guess what I wanted to talk to you other than just like partying and south cel- what are you saying? I know,
2: I just imagined that like him like crouched and like pawing <laughs> at open air and then just like him in that crouched position, just like doing a 90 degree angle, just like
0: that's kind of what it looks like you know like
2: actually. the little the little cat yeah, the little yeah. Chinese cat just yeah. in that pose just like <laughs>
0: and just
2: falling out the window
0: it's kind of like that and then the other guy who's with him is like sitting on the couch just like moving his hand uh, you know like man this is this is gnarly
2: I'm moving my hand exactly
0: <laughs> so my hand I mean uh yeah, so I guess rather than rather yeah. than just like party, like like partying, partying, yeah. Well, just like rather than just telling you how much I think I'm so excited about DMT, <laughs> um, one thing that they they put forth a hypothesis <clears throat> about why in South America, in Africa, in uh, uh, like a lot of those types of nations, what we consider mm-hmm. still consider developing nations that aren't like capitalist economies driven by industry, right. They say that in a lot of those, a lot of of, um, mildly or or like mild to moderate to even major hallucinogens or entheogens are still legal, are available Mm -hmm. for religious reasons. Not just like everybody party, but like if you – there are shamanistic cultures or or cultures that have that kind of religion
1: Mm -hmm.
0: where uh, like for example over in the Middle East, pot is – or marijuana is still – Pretty prevalent. Like you use mm-hmm. a lot of like uh, I think it was Buddhists. No, it's not Buddhist. It's the other one. Shit. Hindus. Yeah, it, it's it's a big part of uh, certain like Hindu Hindu religious or Hindu religious practices and mm-hmm. stuff. In South America, they're still making ayahuasca. They're still doing these. Shamanistic DMT trips, mm-hmm. really long ones, in the Amazon River Basin. Which Amazon River, South America or Africa? I'm horrible at geography. South America. South America. Yeah, that's what I thought. What's the one over in Africa? That's the Nile, right? Yes. Okay, cool. But uh they were they were po- they. Uh, this documentary postulates that the reason that Western culture, Western civilization, in the United States and yes. Canada and England or whatever these. Capitalist, industry-driven, white cultures. I mean, <laughs> actually, the United States is almost to a point now where we're not predominantly white anymore. How cool is that? Interesting. But um, I can't remember where I heard that either, so don't quote me on it. But eh, that's I, I cool. think it's I think like the his uh, hi, I think Hispanics are almost like like forty percent or something like that or or something. It's it's the numbers are getting bigger, which is cool. Interesting. But um. This guy, this one guy, postulates in the documentary that the reason that is,
1: mm-hmm.
0: is our this society is against anything that will take you out of a mindset, out of a out of a physically productive mindset, dedicated to creating material goods. Oh my
2: god! I so knew that this was going to go in a nineteen eighty four sort of direction because you're reading nineteen eighty four right now. Yeah. <laughs> You know like if you are no longer Being a productive worker bee Then you are bad and you need to be put down
0: Well what they're saying is um, They don't accept This this culture doesn't accept any alternative To being uh, A productive maker of goods Or services If you want to explore the inner landscape of your mind And try and enrich yourself spiritually I mean even you and I uh, Enlightened individuals That we are (laughs) Wank wank um, we have yeah, wank wank. That's okay, but uh, um, even we use negative terms for those kind of people. Like, oh, dude, that's way too fucking new agey for me, right? Well, there is yes, yeah. there is a type of person who's very new agey, but like, you, I mean, in our vernacular, in my vernacular, somebody who's now starting to like look at these substances in a critical way not like a like a a blindly critical way but like a critically thinking about them and how they could apply right. it to me and to my exploration of myself and the world around me I still in my vernacular have a, like burnout I still can I still use occasionally pothead as like a negative term you know um like we wouldn't have words for it if
2: there wasn't a negative thing that That was associated right right, right.
0: but You know, um, they, they kind of talk about the sixties and like the, all that drug experimentation and stuff. Mm -hmm. And they, they say the reason the sixties failed was the people who were experimenting with drugs. I mean, they totally, they totally did. The sixties was one of the biggest like cultural failures ever. The hippies, they stopped Vietnam. And then rather than like plowing ahead and making, Stephen King writes about this all the time. He really is disappointed with his generation. He says that they had an opportunity to change the world and they settled for daytime television and 2.5 kids. Like, I mean, a lot of the hippies mm-hmm. have just now, like, settled in and taken their place on the, the preordained society when they could have been the the iconoclastic generation. Mm-hmm. The generation that, like, tore down all the walls rather than just stopped the war, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- this documentary says that part of the reason is they were using all these drugs and using these substances so they were able to get such a unique and altered perspective on mm-hmm. things because they were more in touch with themselves. Another thing that these ego-crushing drugs do is make you feel ultra-connected to everything around you.
1: Right.
0: Like, not just people, but, like, your your society, your culture, your civilization, and, like, nature and all that your shit. Your
2: earth, right. Right.
0: Um, but they were doing it detached from any ritual or history or shamanistic legacy like the reason that these cultures down south south america not like in georgia there's all these fucking dmt heads running around
2: (laughs) ripping
0: ripping on like sick banjo solos and just being like i feel super connected to my family i.e. my sister i heard a really good joke the other day but it's never mind it's probably not appropriate for the pot no everything's appropriate for the podcast all right how do you circumcise a redneck Ew! kick his sister in the chin (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: Isn't that awesome?
2: That's gross.
0: But um, so yeah, what what they're saying is like, if these people who were exploring the outer limits of perception and and their inner landscape of their minds and their beliefs through the these this use of entheogenic drugs, if they had something to to tie them to reality or tie them back, some way to interpret it other than just like, man, these crazy colors, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the american stoner lights up takes a hit and then watches tv mm-hmm. or listens to music you know in a lot of other cultures they'll take a hit and then commune with each other or try mm-hmm. or go close their eyes and go inside themselves and explore or try and you know if you take something stronger uh, like shrooms speak
2: with their gods yeah you take yeah.
0: A lot of people in the States, you know, you take shrooms and what do you do? You watch cartoons. (laughs) Like everything comes back to television. Get
2: high as fuck.
0: Exactly. It's just like how you perceive your immediate surroundings where other cultures are using these drugs to try and talk to big ideas. Mm -hmm. Like I want to talk to an embodiment of anger. Like any American teenager, you give them mushrooms and be like, all right, what are you going to do with them? I guarantee you zero out of a million says like, I'm going to try and talk to gods. I bet I mean, they're
2: like I'm gonna get really high and I'm gonna, you're
0: goth. Exactly, like I want to see. If, <laughs> I want to see if I can come a rainbow. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or or what have you. So, I mean,
2: speaking of rainbows, yeah, I bought um met ma- um ponies, ponies, ponies. My Little Pony. band aids. Did you? <laughs> Yesterday. Why? Because oh,
0: <laughs> did we, we run out of band aids and you just oh. no? You just wanted My Little Pony band aids. <laughs>
2: they were so cute. <laughs> Rainbow Dash is adorable.
0: Rainbow Dash. Yes. I'm sorry. Don't I, judge me. I haven't watched My Little Pony. I don't know, like, but I'm an American, so you know, maybe I could just like smoke That's a cute. little and watch My Little Pony.
2: Do but, it.
0: Uh, oh, God, I don't. I've I've decided. Maxwell that, the Brony. I've decided that I don't want to. I really don't want to smoke and watch stuff, or smoke and sit idle. I'd like to like use because I wish I, you know, as many of you know, Bird hates the smell of pot with a passion. But uh, it's just the experience. If you stop doing stuff, if you just sit still and don't take in visual stimulation, you you get tired. Take a nap. No, your brain like like lights up. You start like going on like a thought fucking white water rafting exc- exhibition or whatever is that what is that oh that's I'm rowing rowing <laughs> i was white like water rafting. i thought you were like jerking on <laughs> to like 3 foot long i don't know it, the way you were doing it just looked really weird but yeah um Exactly, exactly, that's what it looked like i you just like, nah, this no is, This is how I, this is what no, I think I of I was, <laughs> was
1: rowing really fast Yeah,
0: okay, gotcha <laughs> Rowing really fast, right on, okay, okay But, uh <laughs> But what are your, what are your thoughts on that, um The culture The cultural, um, like, stigma of things That take you, uh, out of a productive worker bee mentality because you know like even on the most basic level pop makes you really introspective Uh it makes you just want to sit and talk about stuff that's in your head it makes you laugh and smile it crushes down your ego and makes you feel really at one with everybody else but what it does not make you want to do is go into a factory anything no i eat i mean no that's a that's a stereotype (laughs) for sure um like but you know what i mean eat shit Okay, okay, well fine. Pot clearly has a, a stigma, ever a lasting stigma in your head. LSD. LSD is doesn't have all that, like, burnout Cheeto mentality so, so behind it. So,
2: I guess I don't totally understand what you're asking me. Like, what are my opinions on how our culture views psychedelic drugs? Yeah. Um. I I guess I'm really confused about... How our culture kind of views them has a negative stigma because they don't hurt you physically, mm. there, there are no lasting effects. Um, well, I, mean, I so, mean, like some people experience flashbacks, but so,
0: and some people argue that like you doing too much of this to your head, um, well, is bad for your brain. smoking
2: a lot of pot can yeah. kill your
0: brain, yeah. So
2: it does make you dumb if you do a lot of it.
0: I have a theory on that, I don't think it's the pot that's actually like killing your brain and messing up your brain cells. What I think it is is like um, you know, what's it called state state-based memory or state-driven memory.
1: Felt like that.
0: That's how I perceive it. That's mm-hmm. how I see the whole burnout thing. Like, okay. If you're totally sharp and crisp and your brain is like totally mm-hmm. s- totally s- yeah, totally straight. You're taking in information, you're building neural pathways, right?
1: Beep, boop, boop, boop.
0: Building y-
2: pathways. As we
0: know, it takes two weeks for you to build an, a a, uh, a permanent neural pathway, right? <laughs> two weeks of a repetitive behavior, and you have you can start to do that behavior unconsciously.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: when you learn something, if you you keep using the information that you learn for like two weeks, it becomes second nature. It becomes ingrained. Memorization, like permanent hey, memorization, sure. takes a while. When you <laughs> you know, take a hit and get a little high and hang out with your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Your brain starts to, as I experience it, now, I haven't read anything about this or anything. This is just, this is my scientific exploration of my Maxwell Peterson's theory. Right. Your brain starts to free associate. Mm-hmm. You're open to, like, everything, but it's very transient. You'll take stuff in, you know, like someone will say something and you'll get a weird thought based off it and you'll fire that back and that person will be like, that was a weird thought and they'll make a new association which is why like grant morrison always says like you know like yes take like take drugs (laughs) talk to gods go beyond the pale but what's not what's important isn't the experience it's what you can bring back that's Mm -hmm. that's his caution against excess Mm -hmm. you want to be able to bring your discoveries back to enrich the life that you have when you're not altered Mm -hmm. that's his theory and i really like that theory But pot makes you sort of free associate And you experience stuff And it's all just coming at you, right? But if you are high all the time If you're excessively smoking like that Your brain won't build a neural pathway Because it's not like point a point b point c point d and then mm-hmm. again point a point b as a dis- normal discussion is mm-hmm. it's like someone's like like an ocean wave washing over your brain over and over again there's no path to be made it's just a huge wash of information that leaves immediately again mm-hmm. washes over and you remember bits and pieces over time i think rather than someone digging a trench of information into your brain if you just have, let that wave just wash over your head over and over again, nothing will stick in your brain. Not literally, get smooth. I'm speaking in metaphor here,
1: Mm-mm. but you know,
0: there's no, there's no information. There's no neural pathway. It breaks formed.
2: those down. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure it breaks them down. I think you're still as intelligent as you were when you started. But if you start smoking pot at 14 and you smoke pot every day from the time you're 14 till the time you're 50, you will retain your 14 year old intelligence. And you'll never grow as a person. If you use pot occasionally To free associate Ideas or to open up Neural pathways Or connect neural pathways to each other Once in a while And like use the experience rather than just Use it like like a cocktail at the end of the day To like calm down and like watch the TV You know
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that that can be It can be a useful tool Abused, any tool Can become detrimental That's my theory you know what I mean? Yeah. Does it make sense to you? You're looking pretty skeptical.
2: No, it makes sense.
0: Right. So, um, you know, and that's you know, booze is a good thing to come back to. Our culture, utterly, utter, and complete tolerance of booze. Isn't that weird? Like, w- w- you can't smoke a joint. You can't take a hit of LSD, and uh, you know, actually, they used to use LSD originally. It was for schizophrenics. Remember? Right. You know they're actually considering allowing psychiatrists to use it to cure depression or to explore and and hopefully rehabilitate people with depression. Interesting. Yeah, because remember we were talking about it. Like last I'm week. going
2: to the doctor and getting an <laughs> LSD. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Marquette, fucking hyper conservative Marquette. I kind of doubt it. We should, you know, what we should do? We should move to California for like six months. Both get psychiatrists.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I heard about this new. I'm really idea. depressed, doc. <laughs>
0: um, I just I wanna. This would help, doctor. Too. Is there anything that could help me for a prolonged period of time? Explore in depth the inner landscape of my emotions. I don't know if such a thing exists, doc. Is there something like that? <laughs> But they used to do that. Once they found out that it doesn't really help schizophrenia very much, they looked into alternative X. Exp- oh! Before, um, ah! Bicycle day. Get me back to that.
2: Baby. Bicycle day! In okay. A
0: wow, that's good, though. Um, you're usually way too quiet. But that was nice and loud. Um,
1: Bicycle day.
0: Don't yeah, don't let me forget that. But Bicycle they day. started giving it to people who are depressed because one of the major things about LSD, one of the major effects you're stressing me now, <laughs> is that riding a bike for like seven or eight hours or up to twelve hours. You know, it puts you burk, burk, very burk, 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 burk. in touch with all of your emotions. It makes mm. you it, you don't have any defenses where like if you feel sad you're gonna feel fucking sad sad, right and you can explore that feeling and why you're feeling it and if you want to be happy again all you got to do is think a happy thought and lsd will take you there and you think a happy thought so it's yeah apparently it's psychiatrists using it like patients using it with the guidance of a psychiatrist who's there and is like all right now talk to me what are you feeling why are you feeling that right Mm -hmm. it really is a useful tool for exploring yourself interesting yeah um So Bicycle Day Bicycle Day Bicycle Day I just found this out It's an unofficial national holiday Everybody Everybody knows about 420 Sure Hitler's birthday No I'm kidding Really? Yeah it really is Hitler's (laughs) birthday is 420 Hitler's
2: uh, birthday
0: (laughs) But of course Everybody You know Everybody knows that Because 420 is You know Oh
2: And that's this month That's coming up It is Yay Is
0: there anything going on Around the 20th? Because I'm uh, celebrating this year.
2: I don't know. It's a Monday.
0: It is a Monday. I might have it off. That'd be amazing. But, uh. <laughs> oh, no. But, no, any, anyway. Um, you know, like everybody. Knows, every, woo, you know, I'm going to hit puberty. Barry, birthday. I, it, it's Hitler's birthday. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> I'm Edwin. But, um,. Or King Candy, as everybody nowadays knows that voice. Okay. But, yeah, I will. Don't worry, people. I'll hit puberty real soon here, and you'll have a manly voice. But, no, um, you know, everybody knows 420 is, like, the pothead's birthday or, like, Boulder, Colorado's official holiday. You know? <laughs> uh-huh. um, but 419, the day before 420, okay. is called Bicycle Day.
1: Bicycle.
0: Because it happens to be the day that the first man who ever experienced an LSD trip had his trip. He was the guy oh, who was
2: did we figure he that was the out. guy
0: who was developing L- he was one of the scientists who was developing LSD. He, I think I think this is the compound known as LSD6, which is quote the unquote
2: crazy hard stuff from the 60s right Well
0: it's like quote unquote well you know a lot of people say like man the weed back in the 60s you kids don't even know but you know what the difference between the weed in the 60s and the weed now is The weed now is amazing
2: different and, different and the weed
0: in Do the it? 60s was shitty. Right. Because now we're using, like, cross pollination and, like... Um,
2: cross-pollination.
0: Cr- yeah, cross-pollination and, like, gene- I mean, you know, so there's some people who are doing, like, genetic tests on weed and stuff so that we've, like, hyper-purified all the strains. Apparently, the weed now...
2: Get high as fuck! They're saying the weed
0: now is, like, 50 <laughs> to 60 times more potent than the shit in, this, in the 60s, and even some high... THC strains of like indica that you can get at dispensaries are almost a hundred times more powerful than the weed in the 60s so like everyone's like man the weed back then that's why they were smoking joints after joint after joint or smoking bongs all day with their friends and then maybe that's something that's contributed to the burnout culture of today is now like you smoke a joint and you are like i've
1: once upon a time before
0: i knew about anything about weed i went on a walk and smoked the whole joint Holy fucking shit. When was that? It was when I first got uh, my first little the back injury? B- yeah, when I first hurt my back and mm-hmm. was trying not to take the Valium cuz I d- right. I'm really not into like the pharmacology of of pills. I sure. really don't like pills cuz they fuck you up. And not in a, not in like a fuck yeah, not in, like, a fun, like, you're still there kind of way. They just put you in a fucking coma. It's horrible. Zombie. So, like, my friend gave me some Wheaties. Like, here, you tried this instead, man. I hear you. Pills are shitty. I was like, thanks, man. <laughs> I'm not a big smoker, so I was, you know, I coughed up a lung and shit. But I, I lit it and I took a hit, and I didn't get anything. And I was like, oh, I must have done it wrong. And I was like, pfft. Okay, and then I felt a little something. I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I hear about people smoking a joint all the time, but now I know that like five people will share a joint, you know? Like, right. So I'm like walking in the woods. I'm like, take a nice little walk through nature and I smoke this whole joint and I'm like feeling a little something and feeling a little something. And, and you know, you peak later on after you smoke. Right. It's not instantaneous high. It's like half an hour to an hour later, you're, you're like fucked up. <laughs> so, like, 35 minutes later, I was just like, like the world Fucking just <laughs> changed But yeah so
2: um, All of a sudden your your eyeballs were like <laughs> <whoop>.
0: <laughs> Like a black eyes of a shark Just walking around with like a little bit of red Around yeah. the edges <laughs> I remember I was listening to Daniel Johnston And I got like w- I was listening to him and I was like oh my god Like listening to this one song I was like Is this song like fucking like an hour long How long have I been listening to this I tell this, it's the story I, I tell sometimes where I walk past, I, I turn to my left and I see Red Lobster and then I look straight ahead and I keep walking and I'm like, I must have been walking for like an hour. Oh my God. How did I walk past the house? So I looked to the left to see if I was past the house and there was Red Lobster. <laughs> <It> was <laughs> like, I was like, oh no, I just have to get home. i have to get home so
2: high. Oh, this is when you were attacked by the dogs. Yes. I, remember. Okay. I got attacked by two okay. dogs,
0: but that's that's not the point so they're yeah but they're saying <laughs> we got do to
2: learn from x's <laughs> don't <laughs> smoke
0: a whole joint don't you honestly like the other night like like two months ago last time i smoked mm-hmm. that was one hit off my oney and i was high for three hours and it was great i was in control but i was able to like experience stuff you need one good hit and you're gold i mean maybe some people are different that's me i just need I'm, one hit i'm fine thank you kindly i'll be good for the rest of the night <laughs> But what I was talking about was LSD six.
2: Okay, right. Um,
0: a lot apparently. Also, this is from the same buddy who was telling me about DMT yesterday. Uh, a lot of the stuff today that is called LSD is not LSD. It's a comp- It's a compound similar. It's a. It's a psychoactive substance similar to LSD, mm-hmm. but it's not true LSD. It's like
2: because it's manufactured in a lab.
0: Because it, no, LSD is manufactured in a lab. LSD is totally man's fabrication.
2: It was from...
0: Psilocybe. Wheat it's, it's like...
2: mold or something like that.
0: Yeah, but like, if you just go out and eat wheat mold, you're not gonna get <laughs> all like no, no, fucking no, no, Throw it up later. <laughs> yeah. <it> was,
1: <laughs> no, no, I
0: ate a whole loaf of my like, fucking moldy bread, <laughs> and I am not tripping yet. I feel very sick. <laughs> I'm bleeding from my eyes, you know, and my stomach is burning, but... No, um, yeah, but it's totally, it's totally synthetic, but, like, LSD is a very specific compound, right? And if you, mm-hmm. you fuck with a few atoms here and there, or, like, change the molecule a little bit, you still get psychoactive properties, but it's not actually truly LSD. Okay. I, I would just tap this and realize I can hear it through my. <laughs> but uh, like I think the one I'm, I could be totally wrong, but I think LSD six is like the gold standard. It's right. like the one that started the original. Yeah, like the early ones, you mm. didn't. They're like the trips were weird or didn't happen, and they weren't psychoactive or were very mildly psychoactive. Mm. But I think they really hit it on that one. I'm not sure why. Mm. Or LSD six is the name of a Mudvayne album. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> But now oh, there's, geez. now there's like hundreds. Fact check. <laughs> yeah, definitely fact check me on that one. But now there's, there's a lot. Like, uh, I think, uh, um, like LSD 60, I've heard that before LSD, like there's a lot of different formulas, variations of it, variations uh-huh. of it now. Yeah. But this guy, uh, bicycle day, the guy was working on, on LSD, he was working on the chemicals and like, he was, this is all without gloves, and he was, like, putting... <gasps> what?! He was, like, putting, like, the the chemicals together and, like, moved the thing here and was, like, making it or whatever. And then, you know, he, like, washed his hands and got on his bike to ride home. But he'd gotten enough of it on his skin. Like, a small that amount.
2: When he sweat?
0: No, like, no. a small amount won't mess you up. But, like, he got enough of those chemicals, a huge amount of those chemicals on his mm-hmm. skin that it soaked through his skin and got in his bloodstream through his hands. And on his way home, he was riding his bike and started tripping hard, like, like, you know, like crazy intense LSD trip, like the real, cause he was making true LSD. Mm-hmm. So he like starts tripping on his bike and he's like, Oh, like colors and all the, all the crazy stuff.
1: What the fuck? And
0: he rode his bike all the way home, like made it home. Like, can you imagine riding a bike on LSD? No fucking way, right? Do it. Anyway, got home went into his office, sat down, and as best he could, he wrote down everything he was experiencing, and that was the first LSD trip and the first record of an LSD trip. So it happened on 419. So that is, a, in the drug culture, that's called Bicycle Day.
2: Bicycle Day. And that's
0: when you do... you
2: get high on LSD that's, and try to ride a bike. That's when you <laughs> and trip and fail. try to ride
0: a bike, I guess. But like that's, that's apparently a big day for trippers. And then the next day... Is 420.
1: Stutters.
0: Which apparently is pretty nice because the, sometimes the come down from LSD is a little bit rough.
2: Yeah, I've heard that.
0: So, like, you know, smoke a little bit the next day. And then on Tuesday of this year, like, you just wake up and Drink
2: a lot of water. Don't have a right? job. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, probably. Like, all your Netflix queue is empty. Because <laughs> you watched every fucking thing in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Anywho, so, wh- what's your opinion? Because, I mean, clearly clearly you can tell and you've probably been able to tell with me for a while now like i'm i'm becoming a bit i'm becoming an explorer Mm -hmm. i'm starting to journey around what's your thoughts what's your thoughts on that i'd do it (laughs) that's your thing i
2: don't know if i would be as like i would be a scientist i think i would just be like hi yeah
0: (laughs) so you're the reason (laughs) that the u.s government is making these substances (laughs) illegal yeah, hey man.
2: Um, I just want to have fun. I don't want to hurt nobody.
0: I want to get all. I want to get all though. Like I want to explore the interior. Oh, I totally want to
2: talk man. to the aliens. Let me talk to the
0: aliens. Would you? Uh, would you use it? Uh, so I guess we're back to. We're are we back to DMT now, or are we talking Ooh. about entheogens in general?
2: Oh, I guess I was talking about DMT.
0: So like, but, would you? What would you? I guess, would you would you just, like, enjoy the, the ride and be like, let's go find brightly colored things to alter what I'm seeing? Or would you want... I'm DMT? Yeah, or would you want to... You know what? Honestly, I don't think... Uh, I think r- I
2: would just be like, okay, I'm going to go just lay on the bed.
0: I don't think you can control DMT. Like, you can control mushrooms or control LSD. Mm-hmm. I think DMT is really, like... It
2: controls you. Yeah,
0: it just, like, in the nicest possible way to use this horribly harsh word, I think it's just, like, kind of like brain rape, you know? exactly like it just come and does has its way with you and then fucks off you know <laughs> like i'm pretty sure Aww. what
2: no breakfast afterwards. no it doesn't make you coffee
0: it doesn't make you breakfast i think it's just like a, lo- a utterly and completely life-altering experience you know what i mean but uh so what what would you try
2: um
0: Drugs, drugs in general.
2: Drugs in general.
0: Yeah, what would non
2: hallucinogens? Would
0: you do any non hallucinogens? Do you have any interest in anything that's not? A, a no, I really don't. Neither do I. I re um, I thought for a while that I wanted to like do coke, but it, no way. No. I really don't. I I only have an interest in in hallucinogens. Really, I don't have any interest uh. in pills or anything like that. I just like the entheogenic type stuff. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I just
2: want to.
0: Would you do all like? shrooms okay. you do shrooms you, LSD, i know you do DMT and you do DMT yeah. would you i my big curiosity my big question is would you ever could you ever just like i obviously you're not going to you'll never smoke pot you never will no. one because you don't do the smoking part very well two because you hate the smell Ugh. but would you ever just like would you ever try would you ever do peyote sure okay and you would i'm assuming you would do the the prolonged like DMT tea Yeah, yeah But maybe, maybe do that one, save that one for last. But, uh, would you ever be able to, I want you desperately to just... Lick a dart frog? Oh my god, fuck that noise. (laughs) Lick a dart frog. Is that one of the things you do to get your, like, the Amazon rainforest frogs. Apparently they were licking frogs on there, like, because of the mildly toxic (laughs) substances. Well, there you have it, folks. Lick a dart frog. Um... don't don't don't, don't like a don't, don't like don't a dark frog.
2: frogs randomly yeah no really don't can't. lick frogs
0: for starters they pee when you pick them up so don't <laughs> i mean unless you're into like water sports with water creatures <laughs> water sports amphibian with
2: water, 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 sports. water sports
0: exactly um but uh would you i w- i want you at some point to just just fucking man up and eat man eat, up eat, eat a piece of candy I want you to eat, like, a pot cookie. Just... Uh, And then throw up? Fuck it. Just plug your nose and eat it. You know, like... (laughs) Like, you have eaten things that taste worse than that. I know the smell is pretty repellent to you, probably because of the taste aversion you got from taking that one bong rip that one time. Oh, my God. But, like, for real, even a tiny one, like a Buckeye, it's the smallest thing you could find just fucking eat it, power through it, and then drink some... Something really strong brush, brush your teeth or eat some cheese or peanut butter something to take the flavor out because I'm not kidding you it's so readily available like it's hard to get these other stuff you know pot substances teeth. like it's really hard to get your hands on some of this stuff unless you know people and I know people and I'm still having a bit of trouble people. with it but like pot oh my god you can get pot so easily and it. It's like, like I said before, anywhere
2: and everywhere. it's like
0: low level, like really low level LSD. It's definitely, it's a very interesting experience. And I think that you should have it at least once
1: <sighs>
0: for the sake of science, babe.
2: Oh, the sake of science. Will
0: you do it for the sake of science? Maybe. All right, cool. Well, I mean, we could move on to other subjects right now, but that seems like a nicely little self-contained diatribe about hallucinogenic drugs. So Do you want Are we done? I mean do you want to be done Or do we We could go on and do part Make a segue, Part two Yeah Uh, Hallucinogenic quality of the art In witches
2: (laughs) (laughs) How was that? That was big. Pretty fucking ham fisted? Yeah
0: (laughs) Well it's too late We've already committed Let's just uh, Let's sell it Let's (sighs) (laughs) We gotta pretend like we enjoyed it It's like We're we're both female porn stars right (laughs) now Like oh i'm enjoying this sex so much um
2: with this hairy old man with this his hair beer belly
0: and his dick as big as a forearm that can't be fun right Ew. Can,
2: can that pop that's i mean
0: you, you think as a porn star you would get used to it eventually like all of the dicks in your world being like legs probably but there's no way that's fun right like, like that can't really be that fun i don't know no, no, i'm not a porn star that's true, but you do have some experience with a big dick. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, okay, so I guess, yeah, let's talk comics. Let's get back to comics. Witches.
2: Big weenie, maybe. <laughs> Named Maxwell.
0: By big dick, I meant my personality. <laughs> um, Scott Snyder. Usually, I'm all about this guy, right? Like, Uh-oh. No, I mean, don't... Aww. It's not too horrible. It's not really that bad, but like, okay... And I'm still a huge Scott Snyder fan. I buy books when I see his name on them. That's true. Because, you know, his run on Batman so far has been fucking phenomenal. Genius stuff. And Witches, issues. this is issue five I'm holding in my hands, which the cover is pretty badass.
2: Yeah, I was just checking that out.
0: But, I mean, issues one through four were awesome. Very good. You know, like, not his best writing. I've said it before, I think. Like, it's not the best writing he's ever done. It's pretty good. A little bit off here and there. What?
2: Um... I'm just, I think I understand how they did this cover, and I'm a little bit disappointed.
0: How did they do the cover?
2: It might be a photograph. Okay. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just took it and flipped it and stuck it on itself. Really? Yeah.
0: So. So it's. it could be water? I don't think so. No, no,
2: no, 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 no. What they did is they reflected the image and put the two together side by side.
0: Mm-hmm. In, put it interesting and
2: i don't know if the top and the bottom are the same uh,
0: okay but um you know like you buy i buy all of the batman books because his writing is so sharp so crisp so lovely but then in one of the backs of those batman books his run on batman right there was a sample script a scott snyder script for his artist greg capullo mm-hmm. and capullo likes a pretty sparse script he, he doesn't like page breaks or anything he just wants the story and the dialogue and i read it and i was like okay so may this must be like draft one because the script that i read was n- not great like you know like the writing wasn't a lot some of it was a little cheesy in this now the book the comic itself batman scott snyder and greg capullo's run on batman what is are
1: these gross
2: things
0: uh those that's ginger ginger yeah but ginger is a plant but this is a ginger tree if you read the issue, it'll make sense too. Oh, okay. They're little like hives of ginger. Um, that it, this is Scott Snyder's take on the gingerbread house where the witch lives. Like that's where the myth came from, apparently. Oh. Anywho, um, like <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, their Batman run is peerless. Are you gonna read the comic? Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. But Scott Snyder's writing in this issue of Witches is not Hoopy. not great it really like there's a lot of dialogue that i just don't believe and mm-hmm. there's some that's mostly it like the the captions are okay but like the big thing is the dialogue like the dialogue is just not believable it's kind of stiff and that was my other that was my criticism of the batman script in the back of batman mm-hmm. was the dialogue just felt so fucking fakey
2: did they change it?
0: What I'm wondering is Scott Snyder working on Batman. He's working at on one of DC's biggest titles,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: like that that comic is amazing. That comic is great. But I'm starting to wonder how much his editor has to do with mm. it. Like he's an idea man for sure. You hear him on I heard him on Fat Man on Batman talking about where he got the idea for his Batman run, the city of owls and shit, and his death of the family, his Joker. The ideas that he as he describes them to <coughs> Kevin, are Kevin Smith are fucking brilliant yeah like his take on Batman is so crazy in depth and like he works with the metaphor and he understands the mythos but when you see his script his actual raw script the writing that comes out of his fingertips I was not impressed like I wasn't Mm -hmm. it's not even like oh it was good but I wasn't blown away it was kind of bad but the book is great so I'm wondering if the DC editors are just like no this doesn't work this doesn't work can you change this can you change this and they're more using him as an idea generator and then sharpening up the shit he gives them mm. to create the final product. Yeah. Witches 1 through 4 was, were good. Like, I love. Witches 4 is one of my favorite comics of like the last <laughs> couple months. Witches <laughs> 5 was not amazing. Witches 1 was a little clunky. You know, like, I'm wondering if, if Scott Snyder is a writer who needs a damn good editor. You know what I mean? I'm wondering. Do they
2: have someone else editing this issue?
0: Well, this is Image.
2: So it's the same person looking at his stuff every single time. Every time, time,
0: yeah. But, like, uh, I wonder... I don't know. I'm not sure who the editor is. But there's... Yeah, edited. Editor David Brothers. Hmm. So, like, maybe... I'm, I mean, I'm wondering if, like, they just thought this was okay or if they're minimally ed- – they're starting to slack off. Maybe they're not editing him as much because they don't
2: have the time to – Well,
0: I'm thinking it's because Scott Snyder is getting progressively more famous. Mm-hmm. His Batman run is getting fucking better and better and better. The ideas in that book, the writing is great in mm-hmm. the Batman – in his Batman book, you know. I think he's writing something else. I can't remember what it is. And he's also writing Witches, which has – they've sold out every run. Every every issue is gotten in like its third run, so he's getting pretty famous at this point. I'm wondering if the editors are being like, "Hey, you need to change this," and he's like, "I'm Scott fucking Snyder. I don't have to change Bitch. that." Like I'm, yeah, I'm wondering if he's getting, if he's not listening to the editors as much, getting a bit of an ego. I guess my ultimate point is, I'm wondering if Scott Snyder is an amazing, has an incredible imagination, but just doesn't quite have an, that natural ear for dialogue or something, mm-hmm. or if he's just not an incredible, right? This I know all this. Well, to you comic fans, this sounds like fucking on? blasphemy. I don't know. I could look it up <clears throat> real quick cuz I have my computer here, but I know he's working on Batman. He's working on witches and he's working on another Batman book. He's doing two Batman books right now.
2: I always kind of worry that having writers and artists do so much in
0: a month such
2: a short span of time that their work really suffers like the quality could be so much better but it's not because they're trying to pump it out in such a well, short
0: you, period can time. you think of any artists who are working on more than one book a month
2: well artists and probably not yeah i mean writers tend to work on multiple
0: books i remember grant morrison was talking at one point that he was he was writing like 20 20 he, at one point he was almost writing like 20 books a month but he Jeez. he also says grant morrison is also unique in that he writes 12 hours a day Wow, because that's just how his brain works. He's one of those rare birds who just
2: doesn't need a lot of sleep.
0: Doesn't need a ton of sleep. Um, there's a. Does he drink a lot of coffee. Red Bull. He, Grant, I mean, maybe a lot of cigarettes. maybe Red Bull. He probably smokes. I mean, Morrison's always he's a, he's an explorer. He He said he used to use his sure. body like a chemistry set back when he in his 30s. He says he's not doing it so much anymore now that he's old. Because he's like he's like I'm older now, so I'm really chilling out on a lot of that stuff, and now I'm more just advocating its use. Um, I really do feel like, especially these these drugs of this sort, mm. I don't think you can spend your whole life using them. Mm. The drugs we were talking about earlier, you know, mm. like LSD is not you just something. Have to
2: do it. Well, ten, you can do it ten and years then... and
0: stop when you're when you're old. You know, like when you I would say when you hit fifty you need to you really need to stop or you're going to like you're going to turn into one of those like mush piles your brain is probably taking a little bit of a beating at that point even if you didn't use these substances your brain starts to kind of go when you're in your like 50 60, 70s you know
1: right.
0: so like i think from the time you're like 30 to 50 it, on the outside those 20 years right there if you're going to experiment with this stuff and use it and like really do some some stuff with it do it then maybe don't do it when you're super young don't really like
2: don't do it before your brain is is stop formed yeah
0: like honestly i probably shouldn't start shouldn't really start doing any of this stuff until i'm 30 you know because like your brain stops stops developing i think when you're like 27 28 hmm. so yeah because you know like the, the reason for the 27 club remember austin hummel always used to say right if you can survive 27 you're fine because mm-hmm. up up until 27 your life is still like In fucking turmoil because your brain is growing And developing and getting weird and crazy And all that stuff
2: So much
1: angst Yeah
0: he, he got all this angst going on So um, yeah Morrison has kind of Said he's chilled out with that He just does the occasional stuff And, and only never like re- never recreationally He always does it with like magical applications Because mm-hmm. of course he is one of the most Famous chaos magicians living today mm-hmm. But uh yeah, he was writing 20 books at a time Like I write, Stephen King says That's insane Stephen King says he writes like 3.5 to 4 hours a day That's it
2: Wow He says he writes
0: from 8, he says he writes from quarter after 8 Till quarter to 12 So 8.15, 9.15, 10.15 11.15 Like 3.5 hours wow. he, he says he writes, in that and in that time He says he can write anywhere between 1200 and 1500 words So like six pages into hard copy every day But the thing is, he writes every day Chips away at it, writes, writes, writes So you write 1,500 words a day all year 365 times 15 I'm not gonna do that, but Or 1,500, but you're writing a lot Right (laughs) Putting away a lot of words Grant Morrison, he writes 12 hours a day Maybe it's because he's such He works with such big concepts That it takes Mm. him a long time to finish a script or something But I write Like a few hours I write not at all A few hours a week (laughs) But yeah, um, Exo Manowar. I wanted to. I know you don't read this book.
2: Wait, we were just talking about Grant Morrison. Let's hit Nameless first. Oh,
0: good idea. Good segue. Um, Nameless issue three. This is issue three. Issue four is coming out. Ooh,
2: I like this cover art.
0: Uh, Issue four comes out hopefully pretty soon. But uh, Nameless is.
2: Dude, whoever is doing this art, heck yes.
0: You might not like the interiors. No, the interiors are not as crisp or sharp. Man, I love that sound. Yeah, I
2: gotta say that the, the witches are actually not
0: Jock. Jock is like a rock star artist right now.
2: Sorry, I don't like it.
0: I think you know at all. Maybe it's maybe it's that the 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 writing has turned me off a little bit about witches, but I am starting There's to something notice something
2: of nineties about this art
0: about the the art. And Who is that? Nameless. <laughs> but anyway, Jock, you know I think Chris it's Chris Burnham. It's a little bit gimmicky jock's the art artist. And witches yeah yeah you know like he puts these big filters over top of everything like every page has got like splatter it's like he's
2: trying to disguise how weak Iniquities? his line
0: art is i mean, I think his line art's okay it's he's a pretty expressive artist you know it's you know what he he almost feels like and maybe this is blasphemy to say too but jock feels like a low rent ben templesmith am i wrong
2: and i don't like ben templesmith either I because i think he's a lazy artist too
0: he I think these are all stylistic artists that you don't like but you know what looking from where I am right now I kind I think I kind of agree with you I mean he has a good he has a good eye for composition for sure but definitely definitely Jock and Ben Templesmith they I feel like I mean Temple Smith came first right He must have I, I have no I, idea Well at least as a comic book fan I was aware of Ben Temple Smith almost a decade before I heard the name Jock I think he's a newer artist but we were talking about Nameless let's put witches in the the what do we the timeout pile the probationary pile the
2: timeout
0: pile i mean i just i hope it gets better i hope because actually you know what the last issue is or the whomp, next whomp. the next issue is the last one oh it's a six apparently it's a six issue series okay so i don't have to if it if it stays poopy i don't have to worry about it if he's gonna it's it's it. <laughs> if he's gonna do another one i don't know if i'll pick up the second arc if it's if he keeps doing it you know like unless six is fucking incredible, I might just put witches down. Nameless is it's it's kicking ass. <laughs> Grant Morrison writes two kinds of comics.
2: Kicking ass, taking name. Maybe
0: three kinds of comics, right? This
2: spaceship looks nasty.
0: It's not a spaceship. It's a demon. Okay. It's well, a demon that explains why it looks that has like... disguised itself as a spaceship. But I, yeah, it looks that like... sentence right there was so Grant Morrison. But uh, what does it look like?
2: A dick covered in warts, a dick, and covered. a butthole. There's a
0: butthole right there.
2: Oh, that's a butthole.
0: Interesting. A dick covered in warts with buttholes. Um, <laughs>
1: butthole.
0: I mean, maybe you're right, because there is a lot of like phallic slash vaginal imagery in this comic. But Grant Morrison writes two kinds of comics. He writes All Star Superman. No wait. Was it All Star Superman? He writes his Superman Batman comics <laughs> and his Wonder Classic Woman comics. Classic fights and fights. Yeah, but with big ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, his run on JLA, there is some very imaginative, inventive, like, otherworld alien type shit, mm-hmm. but it's all in a strict, structured framework. And then he writes shit like Doom Patrol, Nameless, um, Arkham Asylum, where he he basically discusses his concepts of, like, the spiritual side of the world. And, like, this book, Nameless, deals a lot with, with, uh, with Gnosticism and Jewish mythology Interesting. Like, there's a lot of Kabbalah in there, and there's a lot of Gnostic ideas in there. Um, and it's all... He he is telling all of these are ideas. Are those
2: protective glyphs in their ship?
0: Mm-hmm. These are all basically basically sigils. Like, the guy... It's called Nameless because the dude who...
2: Is that this guy, this guy? No, this is no. the
0: captain. Um, <laughs> the, they bring, Basically, the story is about um, these this group of... Um, Various experts in various fields trying to stop a giant asteroid from hitting the earth. But we find out that the asteroid is actually in this issue we find out spoilers. The asteroid is actually a prison from the mm. first war, the war in heaven between basically like
1: what?
0: the forces of good and the forces of or light light and darkness, good and mm-hmm. evil, whatever. This is where I found a out about B. this is where I found out about M- uh, Morduk, which is a a name or like the the asteroid is named Zabulba. Now, you, you know that from Star Wars Episode 1. The fucking pod oh, racer.
2: Oh! Like a little vagina
0: faced that. pod racer, yeah. Oh, I
2: thought it was like
0: a little penis. No. He, penis? No. Yeah, I mean, kind of. He's got like that floppy face. Floppy he just face. looks like a dick. He walks around on his hands all the time. Ah,
2: weenie.
0: <laughs> but Zabulba is actually like. I, I can't remember which country it is, and I feel really bad that I don't, but it's like the. In- fact check. Yeah, fact check, but it's basically like the Indian or Hindu. It's a, some. Middle Eastern or South Eastern? Asian okay. type thing. Um, it's their underworld. It's the, It literally means the place of fear. No, it's South American. No. Thank you. It's not Eastern. It just took me a second. Which country? Uh, something that's, someplace that starts with a C. But there's a cave system mm-hmm. in this one South American country that they actually call the entrance. They say it's the entrance to Zabulba.
2: Cuba?
0: Not Cuba. Uh Fucking somewhere else down there. I have looked it up. It's on Wikipedia. If you just look up Zibalba, X I B A L B A, you can find it. But there's like people go down in this cave system, like looking for hell, basically. It's like the entrance. Apparently, this cave system is mythologically the entrance to hell.
2: Fucking cool is that, right?
0: But the the reason that they call this guy nameless, he's an expert on the occult, is the asteroid is like flying towards Earth, and the satellites on the side of it, there is an enormous sigil. Like, the, what do you, what's going on?
2: Somebody is just, like, revving their engine. Mm. It's driving me nuts.
0: So the uh, the asteroid is, like, the size of the United States. It's fucking huge. Ooh. And this sigil takes up one whole side of the asteroid, so it's enormous. Uh-huh. And once they – this issue is the one where they go and take a look at the asteroid and, like, fly on it and go on uh-huh. it and stuff, and they figure out that it was built by giants. Like, built by, like, giants beyond the, our mind's imagination. Like, our mm. our mind's ability to imagine, you know? So...
2: Like Titans?
0: T- yeah, it's it's mm. like the remnants of the First War or something that destroyed... I wish I could remember the name. Uh, it's like Lucefri or something like that. You can look it up. Look up Fifth Planet Myth. Um, It's the... There's... Uh, I was talking about it with his dad. Apparently... At the beginning of our solar system, when all the planets were like, it just formed, there was a planet in between Mars and Jupiter, which had a name, which I cannot remember. I wish I could, Lu- luferre or something like that. Uh, it sounds like Lucifer, mm-hmm. but it's not Lucifer. It's the fifth, it's, if you look at the fifth planet myth or the fifth planet theory, apparently a pl- that planet was hit by something so fucking massive that the planet exploded, just boom, destroyed. And created the asteroid belt. The, uh, there's a lot of of um, um, astronomers. A lot of uh, astronomers and, and astrophysicists think that the asteroid belt is a planet that was fucking destroyed. And Morrison postulates in his name in his book Nameless that that fifth planet was destroyed by war between two mass two like giant ancient races in space. you. <laughs> it's very cool. Um, warning, Let me just be forewarned, the imagery in Nameless. Like, there's a lot of cool symbolism graphics. stuff. It is fucking crazy gross. Like, the most disgusting art I've ever seen.
2: I gotta see it now. I'll, I'm gonna find... It's Show the last it page. Me. It's the last
0: page. I'm gonna give you a second. like... It uh, it, what? it is the most The art in this book is some of the most Like it's fucked up visuals It's really weird It's extremely weird, weird. Very very fucked up um, But you know like the, A lot of the art's really cool but like I mean look at it You can see like vines growing out of The spot mm-hmm. where his castrated Stuff is there's a vine growing either up or out of his asshole, which you can see. Now, there's, there's basically at the end of issue three, four, issue three, there's a dismembered man, a dismembered torso. Clown heads and in dr- the background. It's, yeah, it's like the worst acid trip of all time or like the one place you don't want DMT to take you. <laughs> but like, yeah, the visuals in this book are, it's very fucking gruesome.
2: They
1: are It's gross.
0: good though. It's good. Nameless is a good comic. And, you know i'm a huge morrison fan so i'll buy anything that he writes um so yeah i mean and this is one of his this is one of his big books this is a this is a high concept book this mm-hmm. isn't one of his like cool batman stories where he like thinks about other people's creations he's he's building a universe and fucking exploring some really messy weird strange shit mm-hmm. you're not reading exo War. Um, I'm not
2: reading Nameless either I know <coughs> You know You know what Nameless Actually says interesting to me now I might check it out You might check it out Yeah
0: Cool Um, I'll say I've got Exo Manowar 34 and 35 That I read yesterday Um, I can't There's nothing really to say About this book Other than like Robert Venditti Is like writing the shit out of it It's good It's mm-hmm. like what Iron Man Could be If Iron Man wasn't so Bogged down by his relationships With all other superheroes You know what I mean
1: mm.
0: Um, I really like The Valiant Universe This is Ugh this is one of the only alternative publishers we have that's not image you know i guess i didn't realize yeah this is published by valiant they they do like bloodshot and they do like unity and those books but like uh there's not a huge number of superheroes to be like populating exo manowar because like you read an iron man book and you want to see some fights, right? You want to see Iron Man, like, repulsor-raying people and fucking, like, shooting little nanobots out and mm-hmm. shit. But more often than not, what we get from an Iron Man book is, like, he, him talking to Captain America and then Tony brooding out of the armor. And then Tony getting back in the armor and then going to talk to, like, the rest of the And fighting so-and-so. No, he hardly ever fights anybody is the problem.
2: Oh. It's like drama yeah
0: iron man like i stopped reading maybe it's changed i haven't read iron man in like two years but Mm -hmm. i was i tried it for like over a year and he fought like one baby
2: mama drama
0: one person it was so fucking boring exo manowar is the opposite it's a dude in a suit um like there's they're killing stuff there's this new thing called dead hand right going on right now in this right so the armor that he wears is a virus Mm -hmm. they call it the armor virus just Basically, you know, like this is not a book where you're like going to read about Jewish mythology. This is a book. (laughs) This is a book where it's like fucking fighting aliens. (laughs) It's really fun. So the armor hunters are this group of aliens who are like trying to stop this virus from destroying the galaxy Mm because it turns out this armor is really destructive. It drives Mm -hmm. the wearer insane and then that wearer basically commits a genocide and destroys the planet. Yeah. So they die. All the armor hunters are basically killed off by armors. What do you see?
2: You have a stain on your upper
0: lip. Cool, I like it. Um, so they build the armor hunters built this like last ditch gambit called Dead Hand, which is a collection. that I'm right. covering my lips. It's so she fine.
2: Can't see it. I'm not gonna look at <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> which is a collection of robots, like man-sized robots, who all fly up into outer space. Yeah, and like. Clink, 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 clink like all locked together Uh, into a fucking megatron no a giant head in outer space it looks like a planet with like a really giant Uh, face on it right you know what it really looks like though it looks like the fucking death star Star. it really does and what it does is it goes to a solar system it samples all the flora and fauna on all the planets right so that it can repopulate the worlds after it fires a beam or like a, a giant energy blast into the sun and the sun reacts to the energy blast and wipes out all life in that solar system. They they just wipe out whole fucking galaxies all at once or solar systems all at once. And then after the planets are all dead in the entire universe after they've killed every living thing, they're going to go back through and repopulate them all.
2: Weird. Because if there's
0: no if there's no living thing for the armor to bond to, then the armor virus will die out. Yeah. Fixing fix it's like curing It's the most insane thing It's like curing a virus By killing all possible living tissue For the virus to interact with. So like chemo Yeah but You're not They're not leaving A single living cell It would be like If chemo was Fucking If chemo was a thing That totally like Turned your body to ash And then At the end They're like Look at the pile of ash. It does not have cancer.
1: <laughs> like,
0: it's really fucking crazy. Um, So, Exo Manowar is really good. I caught up on Autumnlands. Or uh, Tooth and Claw, I guess I should say. Oh, yeah. I'm so confused by the title of that book.
2: Yeah, I don't know. So,
0: okay, Tooth and Claw. I'm caught up on that. Do you remember uh, the last... I think it's issue six, five or six? Yeah. You remember it? I
2: think so. Do you
0: have anything to say about it?
2: I am excited to see what happens in the next issue.
0: <laughs> well, that's what you can say about every issue.
2: But... Uh- well, it's coming to, like, a big... It it's is. It's been building up to a, a climax or a A big reveal. Yeah,
0: it's it's going to so be, I'm like... like,
2: ah, give me
0: the big reveal. It's going to be Leroy versus the bison the tribe. The bison, Basically, yeah. and, like... And
2: the lying fox woman Yeah, G- just playing everybody Gerda's locked
0: up. Gerda's locked up right now oh. with her lesbian lover. How fucking oh, awesome that was, was that? Oh,
2: so cute. I
0: was like, oh. <laughs> That was amazing. I was reading it. Um for those of you who are not following this at all, uh, we've talked about tooth and claw before, so you might have some idea. And if you if not, you know, skip ahead like a minute or so. We'll be done quick. But um uh Garda is like this warthog priestess, magician, and she has a, a, a like a side a companion whose name I cannot remember for the life of me, but it's a giraffe. Alpha. Apha, is it?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Apha. Alpha. alpha is the giraffe, and it's like another another female animal. This mm-hmm. is a future where there are no humans, which is why the champion—they're all like
2: personified, anthropomorphic. Yeah, yeah, that
0: one. So Leroy is this human protector, this human champion, which is why everyone—it's you know like we talked about why we had our yeah. problems with that earlier. Yeah. But the point is, is the the owl whose name I also forget. I'm reading a lot of comics right now, so I'm not good <sighs> at the I don't owls. Remember um sandorst
2: yeah (coughs) because she calls the
0: the um the coyote calls him sandy so sandorst locks up the the garda and afa in this jail and they have this like i'm reading it and i'm like oh yeah so here's the bit where they're gonna talk to each other and they fucking they like have this tender loving moment
2: so sweet where
0: where garda's like well you're going to die and and uh off as like you know like that's a risk that i understood a long time ago i would like i would rather die than be than not be by your side or something and there it's like it's like oh super cool like like, yeah it's this really this really cool kind of beautiful like love relationship thing that's going on i really like it um it
2: was it was very well
0: yeah it wasn't like
2: well written and you're like
0: Oh. I liked that it was, you know, I mean, the book does have a mature rating for mm-hmm. a good reason. There's a lot of really horrific violence in it, you know. It just um, it wasn't
2: heavy handed. Yeah. They, they it, wrote it so that it.
0: Kurt Busiek. It, Busiek. It did, Kurt Busiek uh, is the, the writer Busiek. Fuck it. Busiek. I don't know. Busiek. But, uh, Busiek, we're going to say Busiek, but, um, like what he could have done is he could have like been like, Hey, you know what? Lesbianism is cool. See these two animals fucking. Like, he, no. he could have, yeah, no, what I'm saying is the, there's a lot of that going around in comics and right could now, have like. It been really
2: melodramatic, but it was just very well, light no, and I, sweet. I know, but
0: I don't mean the melodramatic thing. What I mean is, like, there's a tendency in a lot of comics today to go, because Image will let you do anything you fucking want. So there's a lot of overt sexuality in comics uh, today, like.
2: That would be weird.
0: Yeah, you know, like, he could have been like, see, like, here's a giraffe and a fucking warthog kissing each other, or like. Doing weird stuff, I but don't see it, that. it was very sweet. It was very romantically handled, and it was cool. It was super cool. Mm-hmm. It, did it make you feel like a furry at all?
2: <laughs> what? No.
0: I'm kidding. Um, let's see what else okay. have I read in the last couple of days. Uh, I caught up on on Wicked the Divine, but we did that last week. You did that? I read Fade Out. I know I'm you have not- no i aware of that. I know you have no real interest in this title, but it is consistently... They're, they're taking a break right now, so I'm a little bummed because it's yeah. going to be like two months before or three months before we get another one, maybe. But it's like Crime Noir. It's like Ed Brubaker doing like oh, Crime Noir in right. Hollywood, Hollywood screenwriter. There's, there's like a fair amount of sex in the book, you know. Mm. But it's not like overt it's, it's like Black Sad But without the animals oh, It's that good Black Sad. Fade Out is like that good It's about a Hollywood screenwriter They're using real people now Like mm-hmm. uh, Clark Gable showed up Humphrey <gasps> Bogart showed up mm-hmm. um, who, was our, who was that president? Reagan mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan was a cowboy actor originally And like the head of the actors guild Did you know that?
2: What? Yeah no? Ronald
0: Reagan was a movie star Before he was a fucking president dead serious look it up not kidding he was a he was a, a western movie star he played cowboys but oh he boy. show he's in the movie or he's in the comic um it's really like note perfect noir it's just pitch perfect crime noir very good book um i just read the la- i read it's issues so to me. three and four which that our president was a cowboy movie star
2: That we voted somebody into office who was a movie star
0: Well think about this though Like you remember we I can't remember where I read it I think I read it
2: California elected
0: Onward The governor. But uh You know they I think it was men's health They did a big kind of essay about it Where the person who's most often elected president Is not the person who's like maybe the most qualified But the person who's the most honest The most genuine Yeah we've
2: talked about that before
0: so like, yeah, like Obama was way more genuine than fucking John Kerry or John, the dead guy, not John, John McCain. McCain. He's not dead, but he's going to be soon.
2: Or um, <laughs> That was not
0: a threat. I'm just saying he's fuck fucking was old. His name. John Creepy. McCain, John Kerry.
2: Not John Kerry because he's also a Democrat. Um, mitt Romney. Yes.
0: Oh yeah. I was
2: like magic underwear, magic underwear, <laughs>
0: <laughs> magic mitt, old magic mitt, <laughs> magic mitt. Okay. This is the the third part in the trilogy, the Magic Mike trilogy. It's called. It's like Magic Mike. He <laughs> went
2: there stripping in his like
0: Magic Mike Kelsey. too in his fucking onesie, his Mormon onesie. <laughs> but. Just hosing down dogs.
2: Somebody wet t shirt That in? movie would
0: make fucking million just a billion Somebody dollars. Needs to make that. You wanna make a billion oh dollars? Just have Mitt Romney and his fucking magic onesie spraying dogs on stage. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have fido learn like learn to roll over on john mccain's grave but um god where was i shit, going with that agree, maybe. oh um what i was going was uh we were talking about kennedy me and me and my buddy were talking about kennedy yesterday mm, mm-hmm. and why the difference between kennedy and clinton right because mm-hmm. clinton got his dick sucked in the oval office
2: whatever who, who
0: cares? gives a fuck right like he's a good leader he's actually our youngest president ever as well interesting clinton was elected when he was 35 the youngest president in united states history and hmm. blow your mind a little bit but uh yeah. what the white hair <laughs> like how did he get white hair? no he's it's 40? just
2: like jeez <laughs> yeah pretty I never... young
0: dude actually you look at him when he first got elected he's a handsome motherfucker and he could rip on saxophone too Like that's (laughs) like, that's one of the reasons he got elected. Like if you look at who he was running against, like Uh Clinton, when he went, he would go out there and he would fucking play him some, he'd like blow that horn, man, play that saxophone, Mm -hmm. you know? And people liked that, rather than the other guy who was like trying to—I can't even remember who he was running against—but he was like pretending to be a politician, whereas Bill Clinton. We were so young. He was just like one of the good old boys, you know. Like he would come out and be like, "I'm a guy who likes to have a good fucking time. I'll play my saxophone." And you know, when we started, when we stopped trusting him, is when he lied about having sex with Monica Lewinsky.
2: So you think if he had just been
1: honest, if he copped to
0: it, definitely. Definitely, because like, you know, here's why, here's why. Kennedy is one of the oh most notorious philanderers in history. He, he banged women like for a day. Right. Yeah, like he's, there's there's a um, a tell-all book published by one of his secret service agents was kind of like, you know, like, you know, we used to bring girls to the White House, to the pool in the back, and he would fuck them in the pool. Like, at the White House while Jackie was inside. Like, Kennedy... Oh, it, man, that's messed up. Well, like, Jackie was apparently a pretty freewheeling about the whole thing. But it must suck. It must have sucked for her, too. But, like, Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. got famous because she fucked Kennedy. Like, Marilyn Monroe is famous because she fucked Kennedy. Um, I think Dave Chappelle has a joke about that. It's 4.30. Oh. I think Dave Chappelle has a joke about that where he's like, can you imagine being that famous? Where you are so famous that someone who's not famous sucks your dick and then they're famous too. Like, I mean, yeah. Ke- and like everyone in the nation knew and now knows, like, that's one of the, that's part of the Kennedy legacy is that John Kennedy, this young, attractive, like, straight shooting young guy who was fun and kind of like, you know, in the parlance of the times, hip, was f- like fucking around all the time. -hmm. But he never lied about it and he didn't hide it. And he would, he would like, you know, he'd roll it off. He'd make us like a snide comment and shoot a wink and flash a smile. But he was never like, nope, absolutely not. I am 100% faithful to Jackie all the time. I think if he had been, we would have called him on his bullshit. But because that he was honest about that part of himself, he's like, yes, I'm a man who loves to have sex and everyone is cool with it and I'm cool with it and you're cool with it. But when Bill Clinton was like,
1: no i did not have
0: sex with her i'm all about family values he started he stopped ringing true to us and we don't want a liar as a leader we don't i mean obviously we always have liars as leaders but we don't want to think that they
1: are right. You know what i mean right
0: so i mean i think that's interesting i have no idea how we got to fucking john oh, john kennedy really sure. oh it was because in the fade out ronald reagan was a cowboy oh, he, or he's a cowboy right. actor and i was like that what he, and you know he must have i mean reagan must have just been a genuine dude <laughs> I mean, my, you know what's weird to me is my dad thinks that Reaganomics was a good thing. I mean, if you look at it from just a purely economical standpoint, I guess it was. But like just the fact that like Ronald Reagan is like, the, you know, that that should tell you a lot about the GOP, by the way, is that their gold standard leader was f- like fucking president in the 60s. You know, like they haven't had anybody new who is better like we're gonna we're gonna bring things back to the days of reagan is that really what we fucking want we really want reagan like we want another reagan in the office or do we want someone who's like oh, you know familiar with understands the with modern, modern age times. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it'll never get better than reagan we want to drag this country kicking and screaming back into the 70s you know like fuck that noise no way but uh but yeah i pretty and much
2: put women women back in the kitchen
0: God, I pretty much have to go to work now But I'm glad you brought up women Because Bird, almost everything on this this notebook mm-hmm. Is woman-oriented I want to have these conversations with you I mean, here's a here's Makes a, me nervous here's, a t- okay. here's the tip of the D for next week um, <laughs> there's, there, there's a petition going around A pretty strong petition That's mm-hmm. even been recognized by Obama To put a woman on the $20 bill Instead of Andrew Jackson Sweet. We have no women on money except for Sacagawea. Think about that. So like yeah. you know who's on the twenty, right? American here's a little bit of monetary history.
2: I see him all the time, but yeah.
0: Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Andrew Jackson's on the, the twenty. Um, I thought this was interesting. Nobody Wasn't knew Wasn't
2: he a giant jackass?
0: Well, he for for all of you for starters, Andrew Jackson was opposed to the United States having paper money.
1: <laughs> so that's hysterical.
0: <laughs> like he was a vocal pro- uh, opponent. We haven't of paper had any money.
2: female presidents, though.
0: No, we haven't. And isn't that well? Th-
2: Susan B. Anthony is also on money. What's she on? Isn't it also a dollar coin?
0: Oh yeah, but I mean those are those are like novelties. I'm they're talking like paper money, like major a dollar coin. That's not. They were. They are legal, like real. US... Yes, they're legal U.S. tender, but they're not in common circulation. So, like, you put the queen on the money because everybody's going to see that money and see the queen. How many people are going to, like, go to the store and what, fish out five... What women
2: would we put on...
0: They're not thinking of presidents. They're thinking about, like, women who have made a positive change for like, the country. Um, for example, I mean... The
2: first female
0: day? No they were thinking like uh, Harriet Tubman Was one that they put forth um, uh-huh. Some early like fighters For women's rights There's, You can oh. see the list online But uh-huh. like the reason that they were like Why is Andrew Jackson on money Is because his legacy Is it's called the Indian Removal Act You know what that is oh. It's the Indian Removal Act is the le- tears It's the legal shit. justification For the Trail of Tears oh. So Andrew Jackson's legacy is 4,000 dead Native Americans And he's on that our $20 sucks. bill He was a slave owner who made most of his money on the backs of of slaves. And he was a vocal opponent of being of paper Wasn't money. Wasn't
2: also... Um,
0: Jefferson was also a massive slave owner. And
2: George... Washington.
0: Washington and all fans. of our nation's founding fathers. But, you know, like... that. I mean, it, it's the thing of the time, but like... It's like an inevitable... But like, why commemorate Anderson? What a... What a or Jackson, Andrew Jackson. I like what <laughs> Anderson Cooper he's on our $20 <laughs> bill but, but like why man, commemorate man. this guy so they mm-hmm. w- they did some digging they said okay well for real though why is Jackson on the $20 bill and you know what the strangest part of this whole story is
2: nobody knows nobody
0: knows the treasury went looking because usually they, when they put someone on money there's a there's big, some
2: sort of paper yeah up. it's
0: like there's no... we're
2: gonna put so and so on here And everybody and, voted Yeah and
0: like here's why And like here, it's gonna, gonna commemorate this and this There's no documentation at all we... The treasury is like We don't know how this When this started Like uh-huh. they know when it started obviously Because you can trace it back But right. there's no paperwork or files or documentation That for... would be
2: interesting Because the 20 is one of the most commonly used And commonly seen bills So, so there... if we had a woman on there and instead That would
0: be amazing wouldn't it Like that would be Oh what... my
2: god you'd be able to a pick little... out Girl.
0: a little girl wrote yeah because they'd, they'd always be breaking 50s
2: no they'd but, be like
0: stupid or paying in 10s but uh this little girl wrote obama and was what? like why can't there be a girl on money can we get a girl oh, on some money shoot. and obama obama made a public statement he's like a little girl asked me if we could put a woman on money and you know what i've, I've been thinking about it. i think that's a very good idea and so maybe we'll see something with that but they talk what? to the Treasury, uh-huh. they talk to the President, let me, I took some notes on it, but, uh, there's, yeah, there's, the Treasury has no idea, and there's no, there's no documentation at all about why Jackson is on the 20. He just, like, is on there arbitrarily. <laughs> so rather than just have a-
2: We have to slap a face on the 20, so we just put this guy on yeah, there. Yeah,
0: so, like, rather than having, like, a genocidal placeholder on our $20 bill- how much good could it do for our fucking nation if mm-hmm. we, you know, if we put on a woman who may has made a major difference in our, mm-hmm. in United States history or, like, uh, some, you know, someone that it would be worth staring at their face. Right. Every time you tipped your waiter in a $20 bill, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
2: wink, wink. <laughs> wink,
0: wink. Nudge, like, nudge. We love 20s. 20s are great. But, you know, like... I think that's pretty fucking cool. So, what, like, who would you, who would be your vote? Like, are we talking about? Because I thought like Helen Keller would be a good option, but Uh, well, I think it would be it would need to be somebody who was
2: well. I guess Sacajewea wasn't, but somebody who was sort of involved in
0: politics.
2: Um,
0: you know, I my two the two that I think are the best ideas would be harriet tubman Mm -hmm. because you know of what that represents and i think that would be a fun reversal of andrew jackson too since andrew jackson was like a major slave holder and killed indigenous people whereas harriet tubman cool
2: to have both a woman and a person of color non-white
0: of color is that the correct term now i mean harriet tubman
2: a a black woman
0: woman, a black woman yeah
2: i just meant non-white
0: non-white yeah I wonder what the breakdown on that is. Oh god. Okay, well I mean we're really out of time. I do have to go we to work now. Do but need to go. but oh my god, we'll get to that next week. I found a website. All of you can check it out this week if you want. We'll talk about more about it next week for sure. Um, the website is mappingpoliceviolence.org forward slash. Is that a forward slash? Yes. Okay, mappingpoliceviolence.org forward slash reports.
2: Do we have a a website for that woman on money thing where you could vote? I don't. I don't have it. Um, You can just
0: Google it. That would be cool. Google... uh, getting a woman on the $20 bill Or woman on $20 bill Or something like that you, uh, Apparently US I think 20. there's. I think they said they had 60,000 signatures Or 60,000 uh. votes No, no, no It was 60,000 votes On which Come woman here. to put on the 20
2: You had a hair on your face There go That's okay
0: But yeah, look it up get, Do a little bit of research And see if there's anything that you can do I'm gonna do that as soon as I get home from work Because I think I think we should have a, a woman on the 20 I really do um, But don't forget Everybody check that website out We're gonna talk about it next week mapping police org forward slash reports and just look at the numbers it is fucking horrifying all
2: right. we gotta wrap it up we Let's do gotta go, go. All, all right so um uh,
0: that was our drug interesting drugs and yeah, drugs and weird. comics that was a yeah. pretty good podcast uh and we did go super long it didn't turn out to be a 20 minute podcast that I thought. <laughs> it, we went like an hour and a half all right so yeah yeah I guess that's it that's uh with the dogs is our chorus that is Chapman and Robin for this week Uh, I'm Max Peterson
2: and I'm Bird holy podcast Chapman